everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Got a lot of ripping to do this week. So much ripping because I didn't even take notes for this episode because I was annoyed at... I mean, we knew the amount of musical numbers, but they took over. Dawn is going noteless today. I am going noteless. Off the cuff. Totally noteless. (laughs) I can't. I just, I can't. I don't have the personality where I can go noteless, so I have notes. Although I am... (laughs) shocked at you only because as we were Why? Oh, no as we were texting throughout the episode you literally said to me i stopped taking notes and that's when i knew it was serious i did i did stop taking notes that's when i knew it was serious so actually i you... can't even really identify where i stopped taking notes, oh i probably remember around halfway not oh. even before no? that okay we were only like 20 minutes in mm-hmm. okay i mean i may have like taken a couple notes after that just when like something occurred to me mm-hmm. but not the dutiful notes that i generally take dutiful i mean i try i like to be prepared i just didn't feel like there was anything to prepare for, for no this. unfortunately you know and this is probably where the time would come where we would break to our 60 second summary but i didn't even do it. and again i didn't think i could make a 60 that's second how you summary. know this was not the best no, I I don't know. Do you want to? Do you have anything to say? I feel like I have things to say, but I want to leave the floor open for you before I get into my tirade. Um, I think I just I don't know. I don't know. It was very like the plot just took a backseat. Very much so. And we, everyone forgot what the fuck was going on in town, and then some. Yeah, and. Because Josie was back. Like, she was this be-all, end-all character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, don't get me wrong, Josie and the Pussycats were a staple early on. But the way they got rid of them, I didn't necessarily feel that there was this eagerness to have to bring them back. Like, yeah, as characters, I'm saying. Like, in this plot line, show. in this show. I didn't find it to be Riverdale needed the pussycat. The pussycat. I didn't think that. I mean, they tried to make us feel that way. Yeah. By the I, end. Yeah. But I didn't think that. It, it brought Dr. Curdle Jr. out of Listen, the morgue. Probably the most important thing we learned. That was the best part. Probably the most important thing we ever have seen that in the show. The poor show. guy has a life and he's a fan. Oh my and- God. Seeing him not in scrubs, not in that really unflattering lighting of the morgue. Oh, it was it just, wonderful. Yeah, it, it was felt good. Moment. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> just and I want to say that that was really my only positive takeaway. Yeah, it was the moment I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was one other moment I enjoyed, and it was when Josie called Hiram a little bitch three times. That was in the space of like that was one good. <laughs> I wanted to cry because I, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I also did not mind the Old Navy product placement. I found I can't she- eat Old Navy baby jeans. I don't understand. <laughs> this is not a product placement I can get on board with. I just find it funny that baby jeans are. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I was on board. Smart Food Popcorn, on board. I mean, Funny are, thing about Cinnamon Toast Crunch, food. really yeah. quickly. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's okay. Only Please because take a diversion because we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> no, but really quickly, Tuesday night I was doing my fantasy football draft and we were watching the Mets game. And as they're showing, like, home plate, the guy's about to hit the ball 
there's a huge cinnamon toast crunch mascot like <laughs> right there but he's blocking so many views for people and oh, i'm like no. how did they allow that you literally are watching this guy about to build the freaking ball out of the park and there's a huge cinnamon toast crunch behind him and just standing like, there. It's like when Hiram held the Doritos in front of his face, basically. Oh, my God. Like, like Doritos. It's a huge Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I just, that came to mind. Cinnamon Sorry. Toast Crunch is going real hard on their advertising lately, right? apparently. It's working. I have it in my house. I think they actually have something new, though, don't they? Do they? What, what do you mean? Can you expand upon this i don't know but if we we can come back to it because i'm gonna google it okay yeah. i don't want to just sit here yeah, in silence. let's not take time away from no. the other plot centric things we have to talk about oh wait there's there are nothing plot centric but i will say sort of related to what you were saying i understand that there were issues made public by some of the actors on the show regarding diversity representation in the main cast and I'm sure that that had something to do with the decision to make this particular episode. But it honestly, to me, felt so much more like lip service rather than a real effort to make these characters matter. Because to me, giving them their own spinoff, that makes more sense. Which is what this episode seemed like it was going towards. Yeah, but I, I scoured the internet, Dawn. I looked. I believe you. I tried because I, you're right. This seemed like the perfect launching point for a Pussycats spinoff. Like they rebranded themselves too because it's not Josie and the Pussycats. It's the Pussycats Fine. Now. Whatever they want to call themselves. That's right. Like exactly. Totally fine but it me. was a rebranding like they really opened it up for, oh, this is getting a spinoff. And I, like you, I scoured Twitter because I knew Twitter <laughs> would have an answer and they didn't have an answer. No, because there isn't upset. one. I was a little upset. Yeah. And, and that's my major issue with this because I think that would have made a lot of sense if they were planning to just launch their spinoff and use Riverdale as sort of the starting point to kind of get some of their base, their fan base, to come over to watch the Pussycats. But the fact that nothing's even in production at this point for a spinoff, I I don't understand why they did this. Mm -hmm. Was it really just to try to make amends for the fact that they wrote off most of the Black characters that were cast in Riverdale or were they planning to do a Pussycat spinoff and then COVID interfered and so like their timeline is kind or of Or they kilter? realized they lost their sh shit on Katie Keene. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to the other recycled yes. Katie Keene character in this episode. They're trying so hard to get us to watch <laughs> they're it. They're trying really hard to do Riverdale spinoffs and they're not working. They're not landing. And that's their own damn fault. That's mm -hmm. not my fault. That's not any of our faults. It's just, here's the thing. If they had done this episode as a spinoff or as an introduction to the spinoff for the Pussycats, I wouldn't have watched it. I would have skipped this week because mm -hmm. if they had advertised and said like, oh, next week on Riverdale, the introduction to the Pussycats spinoff, blah, blah, blah. Right. Been we like, already would have right, known it's cool. not a yeah. legit episode. Fuck this. I don't really need a Glee-esque murder mystery show in my repertoire. I'm not Isn't a that what we have, though? <laughs> well, now we do, but I didn't sign up for that when Riverdale started. So, I mean, I'm clinging to Riverdale right now with, like, the skin of my teeth because... 
I'm trying to remember the good times, but yes, they are kind of shoving musical numbers down my throat in a way that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming if there were to be a Pussycat spinoff, they do allude to a potential murder at the end of this, the very, the very end of this episode. And I'm assuming that's what the show would cover within musical numbers. And that's great. Fine. If people enjoy that shit, then great. You know, good for them. I'm just not one of those people. And so for them to kind of force feed this episode to me under the guise of being part of the Riverdale storyline, I didn't appreciate that. I also feel given I'm a frequent Reddit reader and, you know, I honestly think that writers produce, I I think people do use Reddit as a decent focal point in finding out what people think. Mm -hmm. And I just find it funny because I know that people do talk about how great Riverdale was, like seasons like one through three. Son of a bitch. Okay. (laughs) We should say we are recording on Saturday, September 11th, which is a very loaded day for Americans, but perhaps not the right day for fireworks (laughs) in our humble opinion. Well, we're also on Long Island, New York. It hits differently here. Epicenter of tragedy. Understandable. But if you hear any pops and booms in the back, that's what that is. It's going to be a little difficult to edit everything out. But... Where's I going with that? I don't know. You paused me and then my brain shut off. I'm sorry. Reddit. Something about Reddit. Oh, okay. Just that we... I have read that people agree with us in a sense where... Basically, the beginning was what hooked us. It was that suspense Mm -hmm. and the mystery of it all. I don't like all this extra shit. And that's what I'm going to call it is extra shit because Mm -hmm. it's like not necessarily musical numbers. It's just that outlandish storyline that's thrown in that you're like, okay. I mean, I get you're trying to make fun of yourself at this point. Fine. Whatever. You're aware. Great. But... Believe it or not, it's not just teenagers watching the show. We're in our 30s. We're watching this show. We're talking about this show. We find interest in it. We continue to watch it. For some reason. For some reason. I think because we miss how it started. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. The way that this show could improve is to go back to its roots and and really dig into the main cast and their stories. And honestly, that main cast did include... Josie and Valerie. Archie dated both of them at some point. And there was an opportunity there to expand upon their characters and make them more part of the group. And it's only recently and because cast members have come out and said that they felt like minorities were not treated well on set and their stories were ignored that it seems like this sort of in your face like, oh, this whole episode's about the pussycats. And it's like, this doesn't make up for any of the sidelining that occurred earlier in the season. And I guess that's not necessarily for us to decide. I read a lot of interviews with the actress who plays Josie, and she seemed pretty satisfied that this would do justice to the Pussycats. She may have just had to say that because Mm -hmm. there's really no other way to kind of come back from this, I think. But it just didn't feel like enough to me in terms of apologizing for what Riverdale did to them. But it's it's also not the right forum to start this conversation because are we ever going to see the Pussycats again in Riverdale? I don't think so. They made it seem that they're gone. Yeah. 
Like, they're going back on tour and doing their they shit. They got in their, <laughs> their weird bus tour bus <laughs> that has ears. And they Listen, are. Listen, if I could off. have that as my personal vehicle, I would travel everywhere <laughs> in a cat bus. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a cat bus. Um, <laughs> but they made it seem that they, there was really no turning back. Um, yeah. Except for. Oh, a little tidbit they threw at us. Josie's dad? Oh, the murder. Oh, the murder. The potential murder. (laughs) He died of a heart attack, so we were told. Right. Allegedly. 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 And then a rando. Well, I guess not a rando, but still. Too sweet, I believe his name was. Whatever. (laughs) Literally. I was was very drunk by this point. (laughs) Literally comes up to them as they're ready to board the bus and says, hey, and your dad, I think, you know, shady business happened. Obviously, because it's Riverdale. <laughs> and uh, and then you got, you know, Josie being like, do you think it was foul play? You know, like, yeah. oh, so you're saying he was murdered? <laughs> like, that. I mean, honestly, that's how it should have gone. Like, that, like, dun, dun, dun. It was very maudlin, yes. It was, right. oh, my God. And then they just get on the bus and they're fine and they leave. Yeah. And it's, and we and I both discussed, you and I both discussed that we were just kind of like, why would is you that going to be the part last of the storyline? Like, yeah. is there going to be a spinoff because of this? Like, right. where is this going to go now? Because that did perfectly kind of set up a spinoff. That's exactly how you would do that. But there is no spinoff that we're aware of at this moment in time. And so the only other alternative is that we're going to see more of this in the Riverdale universe, which, guys, we have a full plate. We have a very full plate. We have Mothman. We have Sodale. We have, what else do we have? We have, I have a question. Can I just. TBK. We have Highway Killer. What? Can I intervene really quickly? I would love for you to do so. So I follow an Instagram account called Meth Syndicates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds it's reputable. A t- it's a t shirt company. Okay. I also follow Wicked Clothes. They, they can sponsor us if they want. <laughs> Both of Meth Syndicates, too, because I love their shit. But they have a, both of them have Mothman. I've seen them. T-shirts. Okay. So I was going to send this one to you today, but I figured I'd save it so that I could talk about it right now. And it said, I, (laughs) thank God we're rated R. I suck the Mothman's dick. Oh my God. (laughs) While in, and then at like a town. Oh my god, while in Riverdale? While in and I would love <gasps> that would be an amazing shirt for us to have. I want it so bad. Oh my god. It was a random town. I don't know if they would change that for oh my us. God. I but really hope it's customizable. Oh Otherwise, my god. Them. They had another one with the you know, um, what do you call it? Bigfoot, but that did not phase <laughs> no, me yeah, at all. No. I mean, we're only like a half step away from having Bigfoot show up in Riverdale, so But when I <laughs> saw really that, bad. I was like Somebody in Riverdale would suck the Mothman's dick. I want that shirt a lot now. I'm really... okay. We'll look into it. We're going to look into this after, but now I'm very distracted. Um, I think I've probably said all I want to say about why I hated this episode, but I do have like one other or a couple of other things that we should probably just mention because most of this episode was not related to anything that we've discussed ever. But... We did get a little bit of interaction with Veronica and Tabitha regarding franchising pops, which was a struggle in the beginning. Yes. And actually, it gave me Emily in Paris vibes because 
Veronica's about yes. to lose this investor. And then she's like, oh, I actually just heard about this really unique investment opportunity at this diner. And it seems like it's not going to work out. But then it does work out and everybody's happy. It just it felt very Emily in Paris to me. And I thought that um, you would enjoy <laughs> that particular <laughs> reference. No, I ag- I agree with you. It was very... It just fell together so nicely. <laughs> oh, as it should? I don't know. The the other thing I want to ask is, where did we land on the singing diner? Is that um, a thing? Because I know we're keeping the milkshake recipe. That was very thank God. to Tabitha. But I'm glad she spoke up, too, because yes. I felt that to be like... I thought she was going to Veronica just wants to sell her soul at that point. Just sure. For the money. And we should mention this is to the... The investor is the Katie Keene... Reject. What's your name, Alexandra? Uh, Alexandra fuck, Cabot. 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 So she is a Katie Keene reject and has come to Riverdale to find her fortune. And apparently... Is Which we should also mention she wants to take her funds out of what Chad fucked up. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's why Veronica is in business with trying her Trying to get her, place. you know, and now trying to get her into another investment without having to give her physical money back right, it's because it's not there yeah because we don't have it chad flushed it down the we're drain. just gonna move it over yeah we're just gonna invest it in a different business which is tabitha's business so i'm just hoping that we landed in a place where whilst franchising pops we're not turning it into a singing diner situation i also didn't like that little shop of horrors was the i hated all of that can i just tell you all of it i do love little shop of horrors it's one of my favorite musicals but it didn't fit and i will say i get the shop part like the chocolate shop right chocolate shop sure it was just a very tenuous but it didn't fit like anything i guess riverdale's horrors maybe that's why they did it (laughs) No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Don, try- don't try to stretch it. Don't don't try to stretch it to fit the show because this is one of my other issues. Look, I love musicals. I love Broadway. I love movies based on musicals. I even loved the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We've talked about this. We're also Don dreading- just rolled her fucking I, eyes. Really hard. It hurt wow, a lot. I'm almost offended. But I'm not even going to lie. We have discussed the fear of with about- <laughs> Three quarters and a season of True, True Blood <laughs> left. We're afraid there will be a musical number. I can't. I can't. Do I don't want to think there will be. Okay. But, but anyway. But anyway, them. my point in saying all this is that musicals and the Buffy musical episode tend to succeed for me because their music is all original and it's all written to serve the plot and to advance the plot. That makes sense. Yes. It makes more sense than having people sing pop songs or songs from random Broadway shows Mm -hmm. that sort of kind of fit the moment, but don't exactly get there. I agree. I was a little also, a little also. (laughs) A little tiny bit also. Also a little. Uh, I could speak English, guys. Um, Uncomfortable with Josie singing It's All Coming Back to Me Now in the beginning. Yeah. Because I didn't find it fitting of the scenario at all. Because I, I didn't either. I love that song and I built it out in my car by myself, but you listen to the lyrics and again, it does not fit. It set a really poor tone, I felt, for me for the episode because I was like, shit, this is how, this is our first musical number of the Josie and the Pussycats episode and I'm just, I'm not. It wasn't the right, it was not, not a good in fit. It. Nope. Not in it at all. Have you ever been to Ellen's Stardust Diner in New York City? Wrong. No. Wrong. I don't, <laughs> Wrong. Know, I don't know. Can, can we? 
edit that out. I don't know why I said wrong. I don't know why I said wrong. I don't know wrong. if I can now. You said it so smoothly into your no, 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 wrong. No, I don't like that. Nope. I think you need to get rid of it. <laughs> okay, I'll try. So Ellen's Stardust Diner is in like the Midtown region of Manhattan. And I've only been there once. No, twice, twice. But it's a diner. But the waiters and waitresses every once in a while will break out into song. And so it's like Johnny Rockets? Kind of, but more. You okay. know, like these are all like aspiring Broadway actors and actresses. They're hoping to kind of be discovered. Um, it's it's just a very like show busy kind mm. of environment. I The one time that I really remember specifically we went my my grandma and grandpa had gotten tickets for like all of the cousins to go see a show something something Putnam County Spelling Bee something like that. Okay, it was a musical. But beforehand, we went to dinner, and the waiter particularly uh, serenaded me. Oh, there was a love ballad occurring, and came. How and, old were you? Oh, oh God, um, high school probably. 15, 16. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. There's like a really great picture of me in full blush because I was just so embarrassed by this happening to me. Uh, but anyway, that's what I'm imagining pops to be like if we decide that we're going to include musical numbers into the daily operation. I'll give you one further. Oh. Have you ever been to Jekyll and Hyde's in the city? Yes. I give that vibe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't sing in Jekyll and Hyde. They too. don't, but just they're just character esque. Yeah, yeah, just, they're very a theme committed there. to the yeah. bit over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed man. with that. Did they close that place? I feel they like they moved must have. it. Oh, they moved it. But I was obsessed with that place. Well, it's cool. I mean, it's just, it's, it feels very. It's um, my vibe. Yeah, yeah, secretive and like hole in the wall kind of place. But. And spooky. I love it. Yes, spooky vibes. So yeah, I'm just hoping that that's not the future of Pops. That's that's really the only reason why I need to bring that up. Oh, we also need to talk about that Tony's kid's name is Tony. We do. <laughs> this really this really bothered me. She literally popped out a kid in the white worm and yeah. named him Tony. Yeah, she sure did. And I mean, we know that when we saw her dance in the uh Oh, she shop, was she was fake pregnant. Fake right. So the baby had very come fake already. pregnant and then uh birthed the other child or the real child. In during the Josie and the Pussycats performance, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting because I feel like they did that and then they called themselves out for doing that because they were like, yeah, we got showed up by an actual baby being born, you know, like classic Riverdale. The Pussycats get overshadowed by something else going on in Riverdale. And that, that was like an uncomfortable moment for me because I was like, wait, but they're right, though. <laughs> Like they right. have and again the writers didn't have to do that right like they they made this save it for next week and if they were trying to redeem the pussycats and themselves why why would they do that why would they interrupt maybe they were just trying to keep it realistic you know like well we were kind of ooh, in that let's talk about realistic all right do you really think that tony went into labor and gave birth to a baby within like the space of an hour and had no idea that like this was happening no because <laughs> especially with the first child, like you're the average like labor time is 12 hours. Yeah. So for her to like not feel anything, nothing, not even a contraction or whatever. And and then just immediately have the baby is is kind of wild. yeah, kind of ridiculous. You're right. But uh, and I'm also kind of surprised that she allowed Cheryl to be there to help deliver the baby. Well, she, it, it was kind that. of the vice versa situation, though, because. 
Cheryl was the one that was more hesitant on Tony as of late than the other way around. So I it's think- hard to tell because we haven't seen Tony. <laughs> That too. <laughs> so we don't know where Tony's at in terms of Cheryl. The last time we saw Cheryl interact with Tony, I'm pretty sure Tony told her to fuck right off. Yeah. So, like, last person you would want in the room with you. And we don't know what's been discussed in terms of parentage for the child now because Fang's. Although and Kevin it looks as though they were, like, congratulating Kevin. right and yet fangs was standing next to tony so like is it still the thruple i I we haven't gotten back to it no but they made it seem that literally everything went to the back burner the viewers are stupid and they're not going to recognize that there was a discord at some point and they're just a happy thruple family yeah i i mean that is and we've said this before and i think we'll say it again but the the continuity is such an issue with this show where things happen. And and I said that to you even when we were watching this episode, when Josie's sitting down and kind of giving everybody shit for mistreating her and being the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, Archie's sitting at that table, Jughead's sitting at that table, Betty's sitting at that table. All of them just experienced really traumatic shit in their last episode. Betty was interrogating a serial killer who may or may not have killed Polly. But he bit off his own tongue and choked on it. (laughs) Archie was dealing with PTSD and carbon monoxide poisoning. Jughead had just accessed his Rat King trauma. And they're all sitting around the table like, yeah, let's see Riverdale with a Josie and the Pussycats concert. And it was like, what the fuck And on top of all that, because you were making very valid points, fucking Josie rips them all a new one at that point. She's like... Um, Jughead, you fucking had a snake mask on, a, a serpent's oh, right. mask on, and yeah, you were robbing pops robbing at point or something. And then Betty, you never talked to me in high school, mm-hmm. and Cheryl, you delivered a freaking heart to my house. Yeah, like, let's recall this was like se- multiple seasons ago, season one, season two, right? <laughs> so like, do we still? I actually had to do a double take with the whole Jughead portion because I'm like, when the fuck did that? Yeah, happen? yeah. And, and that was because they had to. Like they somebody somebody's life was in danger. I think Jellybean. Mm. I think that was when Jellybean was abducted by the Gargoyle King, and the Gargoyle King was like, "You have to rob Pops at gunpoint, and like gotcha. then we'll give you Jellybean or something, something like that." But like it was under duress. It's not like he wanted to rob. Right, Pops. but. I mean, she was kind of right about Betty and Cheryl. But regardless, it was sure. just funny how she just ripped them new ones and they're sitting there after all these things that happened to them. It just, it's wild. Yeah. It's weird to me because it's almost like the show was calling itself out for being awful right. <laughs> to Josie. But <laughs> but this didn't make it better for me, at least Mm-mm. not like in my in my view of things. So it was just kind of, it was, it was a weird dynamic. I didn't enjoy it and i'm glad that it's over basically and honestly we saw the preview and we're back to regular scheduled yes! programming thank fucking god because i need i need more it looks like we're getting more chad which we're i'm getting more forward chad. to cheryl is queen of the bees queen of the bees yeah what does that mean i don't know but she's holding fucking bees yeah i'm i like i don't know where that fits in i don't understand the bee thing either yeah because bees i get queen bee maybe but like but the maple trees are not like flowers and also she was obsessed with palladium the episode before so what are we doing we don't (laughs) we we never know i mean that's 
Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll have notes next week. I think so. I'm actually I'm gonna go run grab the murder board because I just want to show you what I've updated. I'm because, very excited for because this. now I feel like we're done, right? We're done with this oh, episode. Oh, yeah, I think we covered uh, everything. So, like, we're just, w- right now, we're just going to quickly recap stuff that we know, maybe talk about things that we glazed over or want to go back to because, uh, you know, we just got to fill some time here. <laughs> i got to say, I'm running out of tax. <laughs> Work may have tax. Oh, my God. I do see additions to Yes. So please, um, you know, go over, take a look. The majority of what I added. So, um, yes, not Martin is new because we met him in the last app. I'm pretty sure he's connected to the 21 missing girls. And I also think that he's connected to Glenn because he hunts with his family. But we don't have confirmation for that. I put carbon monoxide poisoning up near the palladium mines. And I kind of put that sort of near old man Drivus and his friends because we're not totally sure exactly if maybe they also experienced carbon monoxide poisoning so like we we don't know a lot more but i also feel like there's stuff that we could potentially take off of this because so do you think do you still think that Hiram has any involvement in the missing girls in Swedlow Swamp at this point no personally i don't I know that his Sodel project involves construction through that area, but I don't think he had any knowledge of the bodies in there or no, how he's they definitely got there. like yeah, he's not paying attention to any of that. No, he's kind of focused on the palladium, or at least seems to be honed in on the palladium. And I did do a clarifying thing because we knew he was using it as a smoke screen, but now we know that he's using it as a smoke screen by taking the money from investors in Sodel and funneling it all towards the palladium right so we know why that's happening other thing i was kind of thinking so fangs and kevin both hooked up with a trucker named rick Mm -hmm. we don't know much about him but i mean who's to say he's not related to martin right we don't know i really love that you have not martin on there I mean, we don't know his name. <laughs> not Martin. So we all we only know that his name is not Martin, although that's how he identified himself. Um, I actually I want to go back to something you said in the last episode. Oh, about <laughs> you look really smug right now because I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I said something smart. I did right, like oh my god. I I want something talk- to go back to. What <laughs> I want to talk about when you said so we were talking about. Betty not being present at Jughead's book launch. Mm-hmm. And you had said that maybe that was when Betty had been abducted by TBK. And I laughed a lot because I was... You did. I thought I was an idiot. No, which, no, no. The- <laughs> it's not that I thought that the idea was stupid. I just, I couldn't get out of my brain the image of TBK with Betty's phone, like texting Jughead, pretending to be Betty. So anyway, I did go back to that episode to confirm the exact situation and circumstances around Betty canceling. So Betty called. She did not text Jughead. Uh We don't know. We never saw the phone call or heard the phone call. All we know is that Jughead says Betty called and apparently couldn't make it to his book launch. And this to me kind of makes it more plausible that perhaps you know he forced her at gunpoint or at chainsaw point or whatever (laughs) the tbk was just telling her you know 
just tell him you can't go. Mm-hmm. Like, you're busy. Because sh- he doesn't say that she offered any explanation. And on the phone, I feel like it's harder to not offer an explanation. Right. You could text somebody and be like, sorry, I can't make it. And then right, just and ignore, it and then and just ignore yeah. any follow-up. But if you're going to call somebody and say, hey, I can't make it, they're going to be like, oh, is something wrong? Everything right. And okay? if you're at gunpoint, you're going to say what you got to say and hang the fuck up. Exactly. Like, so I, I actually think that not that I never thought it was like a good theory, but now knowing that it was a call rather than a text, that makes Very a lot possible. more sense yeah. to me. The only thing that's kind of weird there is why. Because if he, if TBK wanted Betty to tell Jughead that she wasn't going to make his book launch so that nobody would know that Betty had gone missing, right? That would be Mm. the motive. Maybe, yeah. Well, like, do you have another idea of why that would be? Because I have a hole in that particular theory that I can't quite get around. Not that I think the show maybe thought about it. Maybe they didn't. Probably (laughs) not, no. But I, we also, I mean, given what? So that was technically... Two years ago, again, their timeline. One or two, we're not really sure. (laughs) They say seven, but that wouldn't make sense. So it was really five, maybe five years after high school, two years ago. Yeah. We're going with that. Something like that. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like it would really, what what you just said, I think, makes a lot more sense that now that we know it's a phone call. Right. Well, like, the only motivation I could see for TBK saying, okay, like, this is the only event that you've promised to attend in the next week or so. But I don't even think he's thinking that hard. I think it's... What, like, Jughead called or, or Maybe said, Jughead called and- or there was some alert on her phone. I mean, think about yeah. it. Like, maybe, like, an alert came up on her yeah. phone, like, calendar. Like, it was like call I'm supposed to go to this coming. place. Or I'm due to be at this place. And he's like, uh, you're calling and saying you're not going. So, yeah. And, and that makes sense to me, except, and here's the hole in that, is, so Betty was abducted when she jumped the gun on an FBI raid of the TVK when he was holding another woman. And that's mm. when she was kidnapped. So theoretically, or at least presumably, the FBI knew that Betty was there and had been abducted. They would have noticed that she had gone missing. Right. So if he, if TBK was trying to prevent anyone from noticing that she had gone missing, it wouldn't have mattered because the FBI already knew hmm. that she was missing. So what I'm curious now is that whether Riverdale writers thought about that before they did that. Probably not. So because I think you're like thinking about it now and listening, you know, I we are also over analyzing the shit out of the show, which is the best part. That is our job. That is our job. The job we're not getting paid to do. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if those two T-shirt companies want to sponsor us. Hintity hint. So I think that that makes the most sense in terms of why she couldn't go to Jughead's book release. Mm -hmm. I think because she did want to go. And there, well, yeah, there had to have been a did. really good reason for her not to go. Yeah, she was in a well. Right. And it makes also, it also makes sense that she wouldn't have maybe told Jughead that off the bat when they saw each other again seven years or, you know, two years later. Right. I don't think that's something that you just... Yeah, you don't just be like, well, I was, I was, I was being held by a serial killer at the time. You know, he threatened to cut off all my limbs and then, you know, cauterize I the wounds. I, I had to go with the flow. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I just, I, I was at Chainsaw Point when I was 
trying to tell you that I couldn't come. So. Shane's so point. <laughs> so, okay. Like, I, I will subscribe to that theory. And I just wanted to revisit it because I sort of dismissed it last time, but not because I didn't think it was a good theory, but just because I was so tickled by the idea of TBK I get it. having Betty's phone to be like, to text, yeah, no, I get text it. Everybody. I also um, just want to stress yet again how incredibly unlikely it would have been for Jughead to have survived rabies. Like, <laughs> I, I kept Googling this in the days after that episode You're aired. really hooked on the rabies thing. Because you don't understand. Like, if you get rabies, you die. Like Also, that, that was a lot of rats. That is just sort of a guarantee. And, and what they say is, like, if you think that you've been exposed to any animal that's had rabies, if you've been bitten or if like, they were even saying, like, if there's been, like, a bat. In your, which I'm using this example because I have had a bat in my apartment. But if you've had a bat in your apartment, you have cats, you just assume that the bat has bitten your cats and that your cats can transfer the rabies to you and you go to the hospital and then they give you the rabies shot, which is apparently really painful. But that's how bad rabies is. Like you just kind of have to assume that if there's even like the slightest possibility you've been exposed, Mm -hmm. you go get medical attention and Jughead was in that fucking sewer for how many days and he was like yeah I have rabies at some point and I just wandered into the <laughs> hospital it's like no you're fucking dead now like you're so dead uh it just really bothers me that again the show's not good with its continuity and that's for sure or research or if it had just taken like a 20 second google to realize how low the survival rate for rabies is it just, uh, just blows my mind the other question I guess I have and I don't have any good answer to. Do we have any better grasp on what Penelope is doing with the Church of Jason? No, but I think we're going to get, we'll probably get stuff in the future about I'm it. I'm assuming we will. I just, I really wish I knew what her fucking motive was. It can't just be the money. I, I think it's just, I don't know. To be honest with you, I think there's just a relevance point now where it's... If it was about the money, she probably would have known about the palladium. She might. We don't know that. She we, could be in cahoots with fucking Hiram and we don't know that. Well, that's, I mean, that's the question that I have because they have worked together in the past. So I don't want to just kind of dismiss Right. So, that. okay. So all the things she has now said, uh, now I'm thinking of this because you brought it up. But yes, she escaped the prison with everybody else. But she was on the road to early release anyway because of her ministry work. Ministry work. Obviously. Who would have given that okay? Well, it's Hiram's prison. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. But does he make the the decisions in that regard? I would think he would get some. I mean, he's got a lot of people in his pocket, so I guess I don't I don't put anything past him. He is the rum maker. And <laughs> the rum maker, else. rum shaker. <laughs> but anyway, I, it's very possible, and I think in the preview that we see with Cheryl and the whole bees thing, isn't she talking to Penelope? Do I'm the queen it? of Do the bees. I, I felt I like maybe. it was Penelope's the back of her head, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, Again, I don't know where bees weird. fucking come into play at this point. <laughs> we're not talking. We're talking about maple and not honey. So yeah, I don't know. Ask, let's not ask questions that we can't possibly know the answers to. But hopefully, again, next week we get a more sustainable yeah. episode. Yeah, I think it seems like it's going to be more plot related. I hope that, you know, now we see more of Tony again now that she's had the baby. But I don't know. Introducing a child into any show is dicey. Because. Mm. 
It's I don't lot. think the kid would be a big plot point, though. I mean, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> not to sound, oh, I hope not, not to be rude, but um, children suck. They no. ruin TV shows. Hmm. I mean, give me an example where they don't. Man, every time I look at my murder board, I remember things from earlier in the season that I'm like, damn, remember when that happened? Remember when Nana Rose sent a maple syrup barrel with a Mothman corpse in it to Pops? What was that about? We don't know. And the thing that we learned most recently about the Mothman from Fangs was that, like, truckers talk about, like, myths and legends of them being humanoid with red eyes and cannibals. Cannibals is new. There might be dick sucking involved. Dick sucking. I mean, I think you said this, not last week, but the week before, that it had, like, the Descent vibes. It does have the Descent vibes. It totally does. And this actually triggers me a lot because the Descent traumatized me. Have you seen the Descent? I've never seen the Descent. I Are just... you? You made the reference and you've never even seen because it? Because I knew, I knew it's. Oh, my God. It's. Premise. Horrifying. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> So let me tell you the circumstances under which I watched it. So it terrifying. In college, I was part of the outdoors club because I'm an outdoorsy gal. Uh-huh. And we went to West Virginia to go spelunking. <laughs> and I love that word. <laughs> I know. It's pretty great. But we rent had like a cabin that we all stayed in the night before. So we drove there the you know, the night of, and then we were gonna go spelunking the next day in a, in a couple of cave systems in the area and the night before in the cabin we watched the descent stupid huge fucking mistake why would you do that huge i was oh, i was so fucking scared and i like could not go to sleep that night and then like in the caves the next day i'm just like well this is where i die this is exactly how i die where i die uh, you know, send love to my family because I'm not making it out of here. I will not watch it again. I will not. It was horrifying. And I did get sort of flashbacks to it when uh, when Archie saw that, like, Mothman. The minute I saw the Mothman, the in, the Mothman in the hoodie, I was like, this is The Descent. And I, again, <laughs> never saw the movie. But I knew, I think, just by commercials and everything, like, I knew I never wanted to see that movie just based on its premise. It's and terrifying. I, it stuck with me, obviously, for me to make the reference. Yeah, so. it's it's terrifying. Like, I feel like it's a very underrated horror movie because I hadn't I had known about it before I watched it. But after I watched it, I was like, why? Why does anybody? And I'm a big horror to? movie person, but it's just there's some things that I just. No, no, I can't I, handle. Ooh, like I don't know. I won't be able to sleep tonight. I think I'm gonna have nightmares. But um, yeah, it it traumatized. We'll watch me. some Truby, and you'll be good to go. Trubies. I mean, I'll probably read. <laughs> I'll probably read. I'll probably read some Trubies. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all I have tonight. Like I, I wish I had more to say about the murder word, but we're just like putting on information. But I really we're at don't a standstill have... right now. Yeah, I, I just, we don't have enough information and we just didn't get any in this episode. So, yeah, so we're getting towards the end of the season. So I feel like we have to be able to start putting some of this together. Yes and no, because it got renewed for season six. So they're yeah, going to hit us with... I mean, don't we think that the the poly thing is going to be resolved by the end of the season? I hope so. But looking at this murder board, <laughs> I'm scared. Well, that just might be the... The machinations of my psychotic mind or something. No, but no, because you have literally pinpointed, literally. Literally with pinpoints. 
everything we've come across. So for any of this to get resolved, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I think again, it's it's it, could it correlates just, it, it intertwines and all that fun stuff. It but could fall into place very easily if they just said in the next episode, not Martin was not the killer of Polly, but his brother or his cousin. You really hung up on that, huh? I am. I really am. Just because we shall see. Just because not Martin was obviously a killer. He was obviously a murderer. Yes, but but the fact that you're saying there's a family dynamic there. Okay, well, I suspected it first, and then Betty also suspected it, and Betty and I are basically on the, the same. Same. Yeah, we're the same person. <laughs> I'm afraid to find out who my Riverdale counterpart is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do you have a, a vibe? That you connect I'd with. I'd say fucking Jughead, but Dreyfus. that's scary. <laughs> Old Man <laughs> Dreyfus. God, maybe the Mothman. I mean, you're kind of out, you know, like, just to be sort of out in the middle of nowhere, not really I have visions, engaging. but nobody really gives a fuck about me. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I am Old Man Dreyfus. <laughs> I mean, like, he seems to be doing fine. He's just, like, on his own, doing his own shit. Yeah. And he's got, like, some weird sculptures in the yard. I feel like that might be Right, and I have a skull collection, yeah. so that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. we'll go with that. <laughs> okay, for now. For I'm now. a totally secondary... Tertiary. Character. <laughs> Quartinary. I was going to say court. I didn't know where... <laughs> I didn't know what quartinary would have been. <laughs> didn't know the term. Didn't but... know the term. That's what I have you for. Yeah, that's why I am here. So I guess we'll find out next week if there's anything else valuable to this investigation. But I think I think it could be resolved pretty quickly if they would just make clear a connection. But they're so far just being vague and and trying to keep us on the hook. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's their whole thing. Well, again, I hope next week we're more plot driven and um, we find out about the bees because I'm really concerned about these bees. Yeah, what's up with the bees, guys? The fact that she has them just suffocating her hands. I don't understand any of that. Yeah, I wonder if she actually did that. Like, if, if right, CGI yeah. or if did she actually have bees like, like Candyman, which is feeling really relevant. Which I still to... will never understand why Candyman is associated with bees, but... I I never saw the original. And, and the again, fun fact, out, so. Candyman was in an episode of Riverdale a few seasons back. Was he? The actor, yes. For what? Doing what? What was I his... forget, but I tweeted him and he retweeted me. So. Oh my god! Well, you would think this would be more significant that you could tell me <laughs> Sorry, who Sorry, guys. I forgot his name. <laughs> well, how But, yes. He was in an episode. I, for, I honestly forget the episode, but he was like this very, like, you know, nonchalant dude that, you know, ominous guy. Ominous guy. But he looked very <laughs> familiar and I'm like... He's the candy man. But it was crazy. Yeah. So. Bees. Bees. <laughs> bees. That's. Fuck uh, bees. Yeah. Bees. Bees and bees. Bees, bees on bees be- on bees. Bees on bees on. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. That's Endgame. Endgame.